Rabbi Sai, a good morning, a good Nerev Shabbos. Erev Shabbos Kedush, Pashas Nitzavim, ah, Erev Shabbos Kedush, the last Shabbos of the year, before we enter into the new year, holding at the end of Tavshin Pei Gimel, about to enter the Tavshin Pei Dalit. And I'd like to give, number one, uh, a, a bracha to everybody, that everyone should be Zoychem Ritz Hashem, for good Gebench Diyar, Azizi-Yar, a year filled with sweetness, with goodness, with kindness for you, for your families, and for all of Kla Yisrael. I was contemplating uh, this week, uh, just started a new position in the morning, teaching in a wonderful, wonderful yeshiva called Machon Shlomo, and I've had an opportunity to get to know the Talmidim more in detail as I'm giving them a Gemara share in the morning, and just want to give uh, a bracha to the entire yeshiva and to the Rabbeim and to the Anhola, that, that we should be successful. Last Shabbos, the Rebetzin and I were zochet to go up to Tzfas for a Shabbos, and really it was a great opportunity to be able to go to Kivrei Tzadikim and to be able to dip into the Arizal's Mikvah and to be together with our Talmud, Avi Aronson, and to be at the Sons Bar Mitzvah and to be able to breathe in the holy air of the Ir HaKodesh Tzfas, able to be together with my good friends, Rabbi Fall Weingart and the son Rabbi Avshi, who's doing great work up in Tzfas with the Halakha Yiddish and Hashemas. And it gave great, great koyach um, for us to be able to begin the new Zman, Bezrat Hashem Yisbarach, with a, with a freshness and with a feeling, ah, connecting to the Arizal, connecting to Rabbi Shimon, going to Rabbi Shimon's going to Rip Shimon's. I just want to mention one little story that happened. I davened Friday morning. I davened in the Shtiblach in Tveria at the 7 o'clock minion. And um, I davened the night before in, in Rib Meir's, in, in, in Meir's uh, grave. But uh, before the Rebbe and I went out to go daven at Kivrit Tzadikim, I davened in the Shtiblach. And after davening, uh, there was not really a gabai, but there was some members of the people that lived there in Tveria, and uh, no one had a shofar. I said, is there a shofar? If there's a shofar, I blow it. So they pulled out a shofar that it belongs to the shul, and I blew the shofar. And I have to tell you, it was one of the best shofars I've ever blown in my life. It was so so clear and so easy, and afterwards everyone came over to me and said, Zahaya Eloshel Yitzchak, that was the ram's horn from Yitzchak, and the truth is, if I had money and if I was able to do it, I would have bought that shayfer to be able to use my own blowing a shayfer. But the main thing was, there was like a psicha. I just felt there was a tremendous, tremendous psicha and uh, an opening, the opening, Rabbi Isai. What we, what we need to look at these days is, is that we have to open up our hearts, open up our, our neshamas. And if we open up our hearts, like the Gemara says, Pisgli Pesach Shomachat, will open up the size of the eye of a needle. He's going to open up the, um, the he's going to open up our hearts like the size of a corridor, like an ulam. And what can we say? We're holding now, we see the world the way it is. Without you know being a, you don't have to be a big rocket scientist to see that the world is crumbling in the core. You know, I saw this uh, article that there's some sort of rock concert in some desert in Arizona, I think it is, and people went from around the world and around America to go to this this happening, 
and the Rabbanu Shalom brought that there should be floods and mud and everything was canceled and then people couldn't get out. It's like so clear the Rabbanu Shalom is talking and the floods throughout the world and unfortunately the, the, the attacks that happened here in Eretz Yisrael, the, the, the stabbings and the shootings and so clear that the Rabbanu Shalom is speaking to us and he's at the end of the year we have to say that we hope that the Klolis should be finished, like we said last week, we read the Klolis, and that we should enter into the into the world without the Klolis, with the Brochus. It should be Tich Lashana Ubirchasel, Shana Ubirchasel. And we want to point out a few words on the Parsha to give us Chizuk. So the first thing is the Atem Nitzavim Hayyam Kulchem Ufnei Hashem Elokeichem. We're standing in front of HaKadosh Baruch, all of us. I saw a word that why does the Torah have to say every single type of, you know, uh, the heads and the, and, 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 and the, the women and then the tapchem and then the sheichem and the gerchem? Why do you say, that includes everybody? So Reb Zalman Zeratskin says that every single person has a different tafkid. And the tafkid that's for the taf and for the noshim and for the chote vetzecho, shodimecho, is different. Then the leaders, each person has his his position that he has to has to fill, and you can't just say kolcha because we want to give over that each person is an individual and each person has what to give. Like we said in previous years, you know we we paraphrase the word um, during the Corona during the COVID from uh, John F. Kennedy. Not he said, "Ask not what your country could do for you; ask what you can do for your country." Ask not, we can paraphrase, ask not what, you know, the Gabbai has to do and the rabbi has to do and the wife has to do for you, but ask what can I do in order to help the Kehillah? What can I do? What are my kaychas? Each one of us has kaychas. We might not be the Rashaychem. We might not be the Zikneichem. We might just be the Tapchem. We might just be the Nesheichem. We just be, might just be the Gercha. We might just be woodchoppers. Every single one of us has a Tafkid and we have to recognize now is the time for us to fill, fill the tafkid. I want to say over something in the name of the great Rosh Hashiva here in Eretz Yisrael, Baruch Mordechai Israchi, who's Rav Baruch Mordechai ben Hinda Malka, and he's Rafu Shleim, is one of the great Rosh Hashivas and a great Kayach. And this should be a schus for him, and it should be a schus for us. This month of Shabbos, we're going to say the slichas. And in the slichas, we start off the slichas by saying these words, Kedalim, we are like poor uh, people who come and we bang on the door, we knock on the door. And to paraphrase another Yid who doesn't actually act so much like a Yid, but Bob Dylan said the famous words, knock on heaven's door. I know you guys are trying to figure out, has Rabbi Liv know that? Yes, I remember Bob Dylan's songs, knocking on heaven's door, but who really knocks on heaven's door? Klaisel knocks on heaven's door. We're knocking. And what does that mean, knocking? And knocking means what? We want to enter. We want to enter into the real Olam, into the world, which is the world of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And Rabbi Baruch Hu said, that on Matzah Shabbos, we don't say slichas, we're mevakesh slichas. We, 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 we request slicha v'kapara from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And the words that we start off in the first, par- the first paragraph, so it's Hanashom Aloch, Vaguf Poloch, Chusa Alamolach. 
We say, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, is yours, the body is yours, please have mercy upon your toil. What are we trying to say over here when a person says this? So Baruch Hu said over the Gevaldike Gemara, that the Gemara says in Tainus, there was a Yid by the name of Nochem Gamzu. He was a great Tana. And we know what happened to Nochem Gamzu. His eyes were taken from him. His hands were taken from him. His legs were taken from him. Why were they taken from him? Nochem Gamzu told his Talmidim that one time he was traveling and he had on donkeys, he had food and he had drink and he had McDonald's, and he had pleasant things. And as he was going, he was going to his household of his in-laws, and all of a sudden an Ani stopped him, and he said, Rebbe, give me Parnasa. So he said, wait until I get off the donkey, and I'll give you. So he got off the donkey, and when he, by the time he got off the donkey, he started unpacking things to give to the Ani. All of a sudden the Ani died. It was a very sad story. The Ani died, the Ani was... was, was was in starvation, without any food, without any drink. By the time he got there, the person's neshama had left him. So he, the Gemara says, the famous Maiza, Nafalti Alponov, I fell in his face and I said, because I didn't fulfill what I was supposed to do, the eyes that saw you and didn't have proper mercy, they should be blinded. The hands that didn't extend themselves quickly, they should be cut off. The feet that also didn't have enough mercy, they should also be chopped off. And he he said, and my entire body should be filled with boils, with shechina. Wow. And the Talmudim said, how can we see you like this? He says, how can it be that you would not see me like this? Because this was the what he felt was the only thing that he could do in order to rectify that he wasn't able to keep this person alive. He says, what kind of time is this? He, he got off the donkey. He was trying to give it to him. He didn't do it quick enough. So first of all, Nachemish Gamzin, no, we know, was a Tana. He had great Talmudim. You know who one of his Talmudim was? One of his Talmudim was Rabbi Akiva. Rabbi Akiva. Nachemish Gamzin has such a schus of Torah. Also, there's the concept of tshuva. He could have done tshuva. So what's the answer? How did he, why did he feel that he has to go through such suffering and such pain? The answer is Nachum Ishgamzu understood that every person has a, 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 a tafkid. Every person has a responsibility and on his level what he should be doing in his life. And not only does every person have a responsibility, every limb, every aver of a person has a responsibility to fulfill what HaKadosh Baruch Hu put him into the world for. HaNesham Alach V'Aguf Polach Chus Really, we have to recognize everything we have is really a present from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And HaKadosh Baruch Hu is saying to us, and we're saying to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, that we recognize that every single one of our Eivarim is really there for a tafkid. And Nachem Ishgamzu, on his level, he felt, if he really would have been a- attached to the tafkid of what his eyes and what his hands and what his legs and what his body we're supposed to feel when they see a poor person who's destute, then somehow he would have made it quicker and he would have saved this person's life. And because he didn't, again, it's a very big level. We're not holding with those levels. But I think we can learn the lesson. The lesson is that when we turn on this Matzah Shabbos, we say, we should be thinking about what we just said. 
Each one of us is standing in front of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and we have a tafkid, and we're asking HaKadosh Baruch Hu, it's really in your hands. We're asking for mercy. We want to continue. We always say over the Gavalik word from the Chidor, Atem Nitzavim, the word Atem has the ICS of Emes. What keeps us in this world? How are we able to, um, how are we able to um, uh, stand in front of HaKadosh Baruch Hu with the Kayach of Emes? And the Nitzavim, he says, is really Lashon of Natiyah, of planting. It's a planting of Emes. We have the plant of Emes because we have the Torah. And we know that Emes is equal distance from Aleph until Mem, from Mem until Tav, with including all of the inclusionary words, letters, it's 13 Isias. From Aleph to Mem and from Mem to Tav also, from Mem to Tav it's also 13 Isias. 13 and 13 we know is the Shem Havaya. Emes has within it the Kayach of connecting us with Hashem Elokim, with HaKadosh Baruch Hu, with the Shem Havaya. And Yud Gimel, Isis represents Echad, which is HaKadosh Baruch Hu. It also represents the same Isis as Ava, of love. It also represents the amount of letters which are found in the Avas HaKadoshim, because the Avas HaKadoshim, Avram, Yitzchak, and Yaakov, their letters count at the 13. They show us what true love is. They show us what true Achtas is. They show us what is true Emes. And that's how we stand in front of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Ah, the Pasuk also says in this week's parasha, Umal Hashem Elokecha, Es Levavcha, Ve'es Levavzarecha. HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Moshe Rabbeinu says, in the future he's going to circumcise our hearts. And he's going to circumcise our hearts and the hearts of our children. And the Rashi Tevis of Es Levavcha, Ve'es Levav, or the Oseus Elo. What do we really need to do in Elom? We have to be Mesoyer and Tshuva. And which part of Elom, which part do we really have to be The Lavav, the hearts. Our hearts have to be more open. Our hearts have to be more feeling. We have to feel the pain, the suffering. We also have to feel that we have what to give. We have what to accomplish. To use our hearts. The hearts should become hearts which are Elo hearts. And he also says the Seifetavis of the words Es Lavavcha, Ve'es Lavav, okay? Excuse me, you're right. The Saifi Tevis are the Isi Tevis of Tika Sev. Tika Sev, okay? And that stands for written, because Rosh Hashanah, Elo leads us into Rosh Hashanah, and we're hoping that we'll fix up our hearts, and then we'll be Tika Sev, we should be written. And Tikasev, excuse me, the Isis of Elo, the uh, the the um, Lamed Vav, and the Lamed Aleph, they add up to sixty-seven, and with the Kailo, it's sixty-eight. You know, there's always an extra one you can add on to sixty-eight. Where else is sixty-eight? Chaim is sixty-eight, and Chalal is sixty-eight, and we're standing in front on these days, and we ha- with the Kaiyach of Elo with the Kayach of the heart that we're going to fix up, will be Zoycher Mitzvah to be Tikasev. Instead of being Tikasev, Chas Shalom for Chalal, which represents a mace, we should be Zoycher to have Chaim, which is also 68. And if we'll do this, then we'll have Toiv. 
because the Rashi Tevis of Umol Hashem Elokecha, the Rashi Tevis, the beginning letters, the Vav, the Yud of Hashem, and the Aleph are 17, which is Tev. This is what we hope and we pray, Rabbi Zay. It should be Ach Tev Chesed. We should look for goodness. And now we want to say over something. This week is going to be the Helika Chafetz Chaim's yard site. I want to say over Gavalda Kamaisa. I just saw that Reb Hillel Zaks said over the Chafetz Chaim, everything that he did, he always did everything was with purpose. So he once passed by in Yom Kippur and he saw his sister's house. His sister was standing in front, sitting in front of the house. So he said to her, in a nice fashion, he said, the Nashim Tzidkani is the Minigiz, <coughs> that on Yom Kippur, they go to Kol Nidre, they go to Neila. So why are you sitting in front of the house? She, she said, because all of the Almanas and Yisayimim and other people, they came and they brought their jewelry to my house and I should watch them. And I'm a Shimer, and therefore I can't leave, can't leave my job description. And the Chafetz Chaim said, ah, that was a Gavaldika lesson. Rabbi said, every single one of us has a job description. The Maisa, which we said over, we heard from Rabbi Shimshim Pincus about the saintly Chafetz Chaim. And I was thinking about it right now in the context of this Shabbos also happens to be the event which shook the modern world 22 years ago, it was September 9th, 9-11, but in the Hebrew date, it happens to be, it's this Shabbos when the Twin Towers terrorist attack took place and thousands of people lost their lives and destruction, a lot of destruction in the world. And Chafetz Chaim, he had a granddaughter who lived in Warsaw and this granddaughter came to visit him when she was 17, she was about to go to university and the parents were afraid she might assimilate. She, they wanted her to get chizuk. So she went to Radin, and for her, it wasn't a normal occurrence. She was used to a cosmopolitan city. Warsaw had trains, it had movies, it had theater. She goes to the Chafetz Chaim's town in Radin, poor, distute, comes to his house. Chafetz Chaim was sitting in the, in, the, in the living room and he had a little table and a little rickety chair. And there was a... A, um, a lantern giving off light. There was no electricity. And she said to him in a very, um, you know, uppity way, Zaini, why are you sitting in the darkness? Why don't you come out to the world of, of light? Meaning to say, my world, my world of modernity. So the Chavetz Chaim was quiet. And after a minute, he turned to her and he said, you see the airplanes that are f- flying over? In those days, it was after World War I. And it was the beginning of the, the airplanes flying, little airplanes she says, yes, I see the airplane. She says, They're going to make a plane that will end up on the moon. He predicted with his Chachmas maybe his Ruch HaKadosh, that man would have the ability to create a rocket ship that could go even to the moon, maybe go to Mars. Man can do such great things. And then he said, In the end of World War II, those planes were used to throw little Molotov cocktails, these little, uh, you know, small little missiles. He says, He predicted they were going to make a weapon of destruction that will be able to destroy the entire world. That's what we see today. North Korea, Russia, atomic bombs, nuclear bombs, which destroy major parts of the world. 
It's a scary world. The Chofetz Chaim says, Dos that's what they make. What, is, what do we make? What, I mean, what does the Torah make? We make man. The Torah works on perfecting man, giving person musr, giving a person a way of life. That's the Atem Nitzavim Hayyayim, Kulchem Bifnei Hashem Elekeichem. He said to his granddaughter, he says, you want me to go out of my world of light to your world of darkness? This is the way a person should look at the world. Ah, yes, we have to live in a world which has a lot of modern things. But we have to try to understand that if they are going to be things which are going to impede our world of light, our world of Torah, our world of MS, our world of Taiv, our world of Shafer, then that's the thing that we have to somehow combat. And we have to use all of the tools which HaKadosh Baruch Hu gives us. And He gives us many, many tools. He gives us the tools of Nacham Gamzu to recognize each one of us has a Tafkid. We want to give a bracha, the last Shabbos of the year. It should be a Zisa year, a Guta year. Hashem, everyone should be Zaycha to Ksiva We should be Zaycha Hashem to see the brachas that HaKadosh Baruch has in store for us. Mitz Hashem for the coming year. Wishing everyone a wonderful Shabbos. Thank you very much for listening. We want to thank jfoundations.com. If you could sponsor any of our activities, be another way of addressing and being able to give over Torah to other people. Go on the website and show your support. Thank you very much for joining us.